Hello, everybody. Ella J here on behalf of WrestleZone. And today I'm joined by an ice cold killer. No love lost, as you can see by her sweatshirt there. <laughs> Lady Frost. That rhymes. How are you today? It does rhyme. That's part of the catchphrase, you know. <laughs> How are you today? I'm doing well. I've already had one interview. I'm excited for this one. Mm. Back to back. So this should be this should be fun. It's been a hot minute since I saw you was Dallas the last yes. time, but the last time we formally talked was way over a year ago now. But I think that your nickname is quite appropriate uh, be- of Ice Cold Killer because you're really into forensic files and even wrote your senior paper on blood splatter analysis. Now, I don't know if this was college or high school or what, but can you tell me more about this? <laughs> Well, we're going to start this off real heavy (laughs) because (laughs) this goes back for me. um, And I kind of like openly talk about it lately now, but my biological father um, was murdered, um, considered missing. They never found his body. Um, So I think early on I was enamored with um, forensics and like, I was just, I wanted to solve things, right? Like I didn't have answers there. So um yeah I think I just got into forensics early on with like solving crime and blood spatter was one way that they would you know solve crimes like where did it come from was it blunt force trauma was it a miss was it a spray so yeah um it was it was a high school paper actually uh for senior year but yeah I did a little deep dive into blood splatter analysis so (laughs) now I'm where would you I'm sure Okay, I don't want to age you, um, but <laughs> so don't. even no, even when I was in high school, like we had the computers and stuff, but we would still use like books and stuff. What were your like sources? What was your research process like for this paper? Um, so we did have computers. <laughs> yeah, in high school. <laughs> um, yeah, there w- there wasn't like a whole whole lot, and yeah. Um, so yeah, some of it was, was that, but it was books. Like we still went to the library and it opened that stuff up. And, um, my mother actually did, she was a mortician for a little bit. So she was wow. doing makeup for the dead. Um, so I had like a lot of real life experience around death. Um, but yeah, it was books and, and the internet was there. So I did, I did get some internet, uh, whatever feedback. Yeah, because I I was kind of in the middle of like we had our computers, but a lot of it was still library based. And I feel like especially like the blood splatter, obviously the technology's evolved and stuff, but I find that really fascinating. Um what was what kind of project was this for your senior paper? Did was it kind of like you had to write like a dissertation or like what was the exact assignment? Yeah. For high school, really. For high school, yeah. And the other thing, like forensic files and whatnot like csi all of that stuff wasn't wildly popular yet yeah a very long time ago um it's gained so much popularity and everyone it's cliche they're like oh these white girls and their forensic files (laughs) but like i had a very deep tie to why it was enamoring and fascinating to me but it's cool that everyone kind of gets to to see everything now on television so broken down and I think um, Dexter was a big show, right? That they were in the crime lab. And that's kind of what he did. Analyze the blood. And um, I'm like, man, I wish this stuff was around when I was in school. Um, 
because I would have been, I probably would have had a very, very different career path. I did think of, um, what was I going to do? The coroner was like the big, I guess the biggest thing that you could have gotten into. I was like, mm, I don't think I want to do that. But I think everything now is so much more accessible and mm. um, I could have had a very different path. Yeah, that's sure. crazy to think that like we not we might not even be having this conversation today had you been venturing down that career right. path in like for like forensic forensic psychology like bloods they have like blood yeah. splatter like special like spe- I don't know what the right Specialist. word is yeah. specialist yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure there's there's all different uh, n- niches departments in like forensics and obviously in crime yeah. too you obviously mentioned forensic files I know that's very high up on your list I've seen you uh, tweet about it multiple times what what would you say are maybe your top three or five crime shows or crime dramas that you've been enjoying? Um, so I did love Dexter. It was hard not to love Dexter. Um, what else? Forensic Files is more like a put me to sleep. Like the guy that narrates, his voice is just <laughs> soothing to me. Okay. Like it's so soothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like, um, crap, what show was it? It was so, so popular. Um, I can't think of the name Is of it. Is it still Listen, around today or no? All of the reruns are, but it's not current. Okay, so it's, it's, not like date, it's not like Dateline or Spencer. anything like that. Spencer was the oh. guy who was like the nerdy, um, do you know what show I'm talking about? Darn it. You know I'm going to look it up after we're done here. I get kicked in the head a lot, so I can't think. I can't give you any others right now. Okay, okay. I, I would it's okay there's there's so many of them like all the law and order series um um x files there's there's all of this stuff there's dateline that still runs like i there's like um what's it called id investigation Disto- discovery that i watch that channel. All, yeah that so the series that i'm talking about runs on id all of the time mm-hmm. yeah there's there's a lot of them in there there's a lot of them on ID. They sometimes put them up on Hulu or I'll just watch a bunch of them on YouTube. I don't know a lot. There's so many shows on ID though. So it's kind of hard to get them right all the time because they're on like yeah. the same genre. But I I, I, I catch your vibe. <laughs> She's okay. not going to let this go. I'm not going to let it go. Like, <laughs> this whole interview. <laughs> Damn it. M- maybe it'll come to you. And if you do, just yeah. feel free to interrupt me at any point. <laughs> I'll be like shouting. You have to Google Spencer Reed. Put Google Spencer Reed for me. Spencer Reed. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I may have had a crush on him <clears throat> a long time ago. From Criminal Minds? Criminal Minds! The show! I don't know why I couldn't think of that. Criminal Minds. That's the show that she was referring to earlier. Yeah. Criminal yeah. Minds. Um, Lady Frost's secret yeah. crush is actually Spencer Reed, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm... um admittedly i haven't watched a lot of criminal minds i'm more of a law and order girl but you know it's all in the same genre i i mean i'm just into it um so but at least at least we solved the mystery now here today so we will not leave you unfulfilled today we solved the mystery (laughs) 
But we were talking about careers and like, obviously the possibility that you might have not even been into wrestling because of forensics, but you thought actually that maybe you were done with wrestling a couple months ago. And you obviously recently opened up about your mental health during that time saying you felt deflated and heartbroken and such. So can you maybe give us a little insight into that time and why you maybe believed you might've been done? Um, yeah, so I was just in a really um, challenging position. I feel like I was kind of trapped um, and I very much dislike that feeling. And, you know, when your future is uncertain and you're unhappy with where you're at, I feel like I was just very low in confidence and self-esteem. I didn't know if I was worthy of being a wrestler. Um, I just kind of felt like, everything was going wrong. And, um, I don't know. I was at a point where I was like, I just want to be happy. And wrestling has taken so much from me. I feel like, um, you know, happiness is always the number one priority. And if I couldn't be a good wife, a good mom, a good daughter, a good, you know, human, then it wasn't worth it. Wrestling wasn't worth my mental health. Um, and I didn't really see a way out of where I was at. So I was like, well, if I'm going to be stuck here, maybe I just don't wrestle. Um, but thankfully, you know, everything kind of worked itself out and we got through it. It was a really, really challenging couple months, that's for sure. Um, but we're here now. I made it out. <laughs> it's easier, you know, said than done. But, um, you know, I had good people by me and supporting my decisions. And even my husband was like, if you want to be done, then you can be done. Like, he fought me, you know, long enough. And it was just like, I want to see you happy. So. Um, I really did. I had the conversation with him that I was like, I think it's time. And then I got a call from Mexico. So <laughs> here we are. You did. We'll get into CMLL uh, a little bit later. But what do you think maybe felt rejuvenated your love for wrestling or, or again? Or I mean, obviously you had a good support system or what centered you back mentally from being away from the ring for three months? Um, so I wasn't on TV for six months. Yeah. Uh, I did a couple independent shows but it was Mexico that really just got me reignited they they let me be me they let me go and ball out I think it was you know my style of wrestling it's fast-paced it's athletic um and it was just insane the way their their fans appreciate the wrestlers the arena is huge and fantastic and um you know the fan support was was crazy like I, I got a really good reception there and I think it just made me understand like, hey, I can do this. I'm actually an okay wrestler, right? Like I don't suck. So um, it felt it felt good. It was crazy busy. It was like chaos. I had five shows in seven days. Um, Monday, we had a show. We slept three hours. We got on a flight to go to Guadalajara, wrestled, slept three hours, got on a flight back to Mexico City. So it was just like no, no sleep. We didn't stop. I got home and I was like, okay, now I can process. I think like I, I didn't have time while I was there, but it definitely reignited my passion for sure. Yeah, you went to Mexico representing Team World at CMLL's International Women's Grand Prix and obviously competed in a series of like five shows there in a week, you said. Um, so it seems like your overall experience was very pleasant. And what was it like working with such a diverse mix of talent? Because when they mean international, it really was international. It, it really was. We had um, women that spoke every different language so that was very very difficult it's challenging you know um you can't even 
kind of communicate when you're in the ring. It's very much body language. You speak wrestling. You don't speak language. You speak wrestling. And that's a testament to being a solid and safe worker. When when things are going a little funky, um, you have to just be able to work it out and figure it out and fight through it, literally. Um, so that was one of the biggest challenges that, you know, you try to prepare for. But if you don't speak the language, you you can't prepare for that. <laughs> so um, it was an honor and a privilege, obviously, to represent the U.S. And I think that was just like mind blowing to me that I felt so unworthy. And then you get um, shit. You get a call and they're like, hey, we want you to be the girl. And it was just like me, you know, like I'm a nobody in America and I go to Mexico and feel like, you know, I'm getting stopped in the street and they're waiting outside the arena for pictures and autographs. And I was like, this is so wildly different from what I was just experiencing. So that shift happened dramatically and quickly. And I know, too, you were looking to debut some new music and new entrance gear, but obviously couldn't, unfortunately. So hopefully we'll see that soon. But can you maybe give us a little insight into what was planned or maybe the source of inspiration behind them? So I did just debut um, the Wolf Pelt Cloak okay. this weekend for the for the championship match that, mm -hmm. yeah, that I did win. Um, I did get to wear it briefly. Uh, for the very last show in Mexico, but my cloak broke. So I couldn't, I know I was so, I was like panicked. Um, the strings to tie it together, one of them snapped because it got stepped on. Um, so I just kind of like dropped it at the top of the entrance. So it didn't make like a full grand debut. Um, and the music I'm still waiting on, but I did get to debut the cloak. Uh, I had a little teaser video out, like a trailer. Yes. that I dropped and then um yesterday I got to wear everything fully to the ring and yeah I've been trying to um kind of get deeper into the character and what it meant for me and where it came from for a year I actually just opened the messages and I had ordered um the wolf pelt last year and it shipped in March so you know I pitched the ideas and the music and all of that and it just never got had time to get there. So finally, um, I feel like I get to do that and dive in a little bit. It's not just like the surface level, hey, winter Elsa character for people. Um, and it is very personal to me. So um, I was happy to get to debut that this weekend. Yeah, we've been kind of seeing a little shift in um, obviously the biggest change. You kind of more so go by Ice Cold Killer or even the, the gymnast assassin now, the t-shirt you just dropped, by the way. Um, that shirt is awesome. But I, compared to your previous moniker, obviously the coolest wrestler you'll ever meet. I feel like that's kind of, I don't know if an official change was made, but it's just something I've noticed. You seem to go by ice cold killer more. So is that an official change that you have made? And if so, kind of what prompted the nickname and kind of shift in overall attitude and character? So, um, I mean, it wasn't like an official shift, but it yeah. it is for sure. I think my mentality is different. And I think when you go from that, like fight or flight, like kill or be killed, you don't have a choice. And there was a point in my life where I know I was on a cold tile floor with no one around and you feel like it's dark and empty and hollow and you have nothing and you're the only one that can survive it. The only one that I had to help was me at that time. So I very much felt like, um, the cold analogies and the darkness and all of that. Um, you know, you can run in a pack, I can lead a pack, but at the end of the day, 
it's it's me you it's kill or be killed so that's kind of what that that wolf mentality um and imagery stands for and i think getting to dive into that part of of the coldness and everyone hates the cold but can you survive it right and for me i was in that place again with my mental health and personally and then you take that fight to the ring um that's where you get that part of the character and there's a lot of depth there and i think you know i didn't get to to showcase that part of the character at all recently so i'm excited to get to do that to dive into some promo work um and hopefully you know people see that as more of a serious side and not just a fun light-hearted hey i'm cool you know maybe i am personally but lady frost i, I don't want them to look you know at just like a an elsa type character i got that a lot and um you know that's frustrating because I want to be looked at for my work in the ring as well. So I think this will help kind of transition into something a little bit more solid. What are you hoping then if you had to kind of hone in on like the essence of this, I wouldn't call it a new character, this morphed, this like metamorphosized uh, Lady Frost here as the ice cold killer. How do you hope to present yourself or what do you hope people see in this new version of lady frost uh i think dangerous is is a good word right um i've used the term elegant destruction because a lot of my move set was very smooth um but i want it to feel dangerous i want to feel like a threat i want it to be uh, a very serious side of lady frost that it's not fun in games and just coming out to be pretty right like that's that's nice but you know i want to do damage and you certainly have adding uh, an, another nickname to your collection, that being Champion. As we yes! mentioned earlier, you recently became the inaugural WrestlePro Women's Champion, defeating Australia's Lena Cross in the finals of the tournament to crown the champion. So how was that moment for you? So this was an, another moment where... Um, you know, I wrestled through the tournament and then once you get closer, you're like, holy shit, when things become real. And, um, I have a special place for WrestlePro, WrestlePro Alaska. So we went up there. Um, I love the company. I love the wrestlers. I love the promoter. And, um, it's a big deal, right? To be kind of the women's, um, the women's champion, but you're setting the bar and setting the tone to everyone that comes through the door and I think it's a big responsibility and um it was a big deal to me to to get that far and then wrestle someone as talented as Lena like she was amazing amazing I would have that match over and over it was a hell of a fight um if you guys haven't seen it it was free on their Facebook page um and it was just it was a battle and it felt very much that way like it was back and forth um and I can't wait for her to come back and or me go to Australia, actually. <laughs> I think I'd, I'd prefer that one first. Um, but yeah, it was it was an awesome match. It took a lot out of us. It's always hot in that building. <laughs> it's just so hot. Um, but yeah, it was it was a great match. And man, it was it was an incredible feeling. And there were tons of kids at that show, too, which always makes it better. Um, I shared a video. You can see all the kids like sprinting to the entrance ramp just to, and I was like oh my god like that's why you know that's the, those are the moments 
Yeah, Lena, I've spoken with, I'm very familiar with the Australian scene. She moved to Sydney and then has been making her way around the States the last few months, kind of Mm -hmm. on her first international tour. And I was so excited to see that because it's like a new face to the U.S., but hopefully now we get to see that crossover with you in Australia. So we'll yeah. see what happens. You are the first ever in the history of WrestlePro, so that is something that nobody can take away from you, my friend. Yes. And you talk about kind of epic matches, epic bouts. We do a watch list feature here on WrestleZone. So maybe over the last year or so, is there a particular match or moment that you feel really proud of or that stands out to you? Um, I mean, I love the Ultimate X match. The first women's Ultimate X was was awesome. Um, but I've had a lot of good matches recently. I feel like Jody Threat in Canada, um, Emanata actually in the finals of WrestlePro, uh, Billy Starks, uh, that was a fun one. That girl that- is insanely good. Yes, yes, that was a fun one. Um, so those three, I think, come to mind recently, and then everything in Mexico, but that was just, like, wildly different. And there, I didn't have any singles matches there. It was all just, like, mm-hmm. um, tournament tag style. Yeah. But I, I feel like to your slowly, slowly g- getting your way back into integrated into wrestling. And obviously your hard work is already paying off with great opportunities. We still need to hear this new music of yours, but uh, <laughs> good things come to those who wait. And you kind of mentioned it in the crowd, I believe, at uh, WrestlePro. You said there was kind of a line of fans there. I, I believe it was WrestlePro you were talking about, but you were kind of talking about earlier um at least a couple months ago that wrestling kind of left you unfulfilled for a while and moments like that with the fans really kind of reinvigorated you so overall what do you think makes you feel fulfilled mostly personally and professionally or what are you craving or needing to satisfy that feeling um I think there's a lot that goes into fulfillment, right? Because wrestling alone can't be the the only source. Of course. Because if you're unfulfilled in every other aspect of your life, wrestling isn't going to do up for you and then vice versa. If wrestling is the only source of fulfillment, then, you know, you're not really going to be happy in, in real life. So it's a balancing act. I think it's both. Like you have to have good things happening and well, making them happen for yourself. Um, I get stuck and then I, I don't want to put myself out there. Right. I don't want to send those emails. Like, am I good enough? Are they going to want me? Like, are they going to reject me? That's, it's a very fine line of having the confidence to be like, no, damn it. I deserve to be here. Um, (laughs) so having good people reinforcing that because yeah, we all have a place, but it's also like, I want my place to be at the top selfishly. Right. Like that's just how I am. That's my mentality. I don't, um, just want to do this for fun on the weekends. Like that's not fulfilling to me. I want, I want to be really damn good at this. So I put my time and effort and energy into eating right, exercising, being mentally prepared, having good gear, all of these things that go into, um, a professional package. And I want to, to present a very, very, um, well-rounded professional package. Um, that's fulfilling to me, but yes, the kids, the fans, that's in my heart what makes this um so fulfilling but i think a lot of wrestlers have great fans if they connect with them um but that doesn't mean necessarily that they're going to be 
making a whole lot of money and on television and having the success. So everyone kind of has their own version of success. I want to be happy. I want to feel good. I want to be safe and healthy, um, have fans make money. You know, I want it all. Is that too much to mm-hmm. ask for? I want it all. Well, it it kind of looks like you'll be able to better fulfill yourself personally and professionally. As we kind of discussed earlier, you've obviously undergone some changes in your life the last few months as you officially revealed that you requested your release from Impact Wrestling, which was later reported that it was granted, according to recent news. But can you confirm if your release was officially granted or where does your contractual status stand right now? I am 100% free. I'm a free agent. Okay. And we look forward to everything that you have in store. And you said a couple months ago, you didn't know what was next for you, but since then you've managed to grasp a sense of what may or you hope to lie ahead. So what do you kind of hope lies ahead for you or what do you have planned personally and professionally? Well, I head back to Mexico in a couple weeks. Um, I will be in California this weekend, first time on the West Coast um, officially wrestling. And then I have another international debut in 2023, and I hope to have a bunch more of those. So that's that's the goal right now. I think uh, traveling, getting my name out there in different countries, wrestling, new people, fresh talent is, is very exciting to me. Um, I'm not really focused on television or contracts per se. I just want to be fulfilled inside the ring um, and travel. Now, where where on your docker, and obviously you've made your way to Mexico, we've discussed Australia possibly. Uh, throughout the world right now, there's a, a plethora of talent everywhere. If you had to name a few bet, what's on your bucket list? Um, I think Japan is now on the list. Um, there was a tweet going around someone from France and I was like, wow, I didn't even really consider that one. So that is now on the list, Australia. Um, and maybe Italy. I think that's just to vacation there and yeah. (laughs) Get a two for (laughs) one. Two for one deal. Exactly. Personally. And of course, if wrestling happens to bring you there too, even better. You know, you right. you deserve, hopefully, um, I believe your husband would probably want to go along if you're kind of having a little bit oh, yeah. of a, a vacation. Um, yeah, bring him along, too. <laughs> but tis the season of Thanksgiving as that soon approaches. What would you say are three things you are grateful for in your life? Uh, my dogs. I'm very big on my dogs right now because when you're away and you miss that, um, just un what is the word unconditional oh my gosh I can't think today <laughs> it's okay. um unconditional love um all day and all night like I I'm very thankful for my dogs but my family um it's my dad's birthday today and I'm thankful that he's here I get to see him to have well if I guess if you listen to the the first half of this um he was my stepdad I guess you could say but I call him dad um he's been my dad you know since I was little Um, so I'm very thankful that he's here with me and of course my husband, but, um, I'm grateful that I'm still able to live my dream with my husband, right? Like do both. Um, I think it's challenging for a lot of people if they're not in the industry with their spouse. Um, but 
we've made it almost seven years together. So um, I think we're doing all right. I'm, I'm very thankful for that. And this year is the first year in like five years, I think, that we get to host Thanksgiving at our house. So yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot. It's going to be stressful. Um, he has a very large family. Like my side's pretty much just my dad. Um, we have a couple other people. Um, my aunt, she's in Charlotte. Um, but my husband's family is insane and large and loud. And (laughs) he's one of seven children and I'm an only child. So the first time I was there, I was like supremely overwhelmed. Like, holy crap. There's so many people here. There's so many like loud noises. Um, but I've like embraced it now and I enjoy having holidays. I like cooking all the food and having everyone here. So It'll be nice to do that. Now, what's your best, what dish are you, would you say is your best or your personal favorite that you can make yourself? Hmm. I make a chocolate chip cheesecake that everyone really likes. Yep. And then I'll make Oreo and peanut butter brownies. Um, I'm coming to your house. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I'm a mashed potato lover. Like I take my mashed potatoes very seriously. I like them very, very smooth. Um, and I'm an advocate for sour cream in my mashed potatoes. Not a whole, whole lot of butter um, and some garlic salt. But <laughs> that's like an easy one. Mashed potatoes are easy. Um, but I do, I think um, five years ago, I made like eight different side dishes and the turkey and stuffing. Holy moly, girl. And the dessert. Yeah, I don't play around. No. Yeah, like I said, I'm coming to your house this year. I'll be there on time. You just let me know a time. Doors open, Doors <laughs> open for you. But Lady Frost, of course, thank you so much again for joining me here today. Before we let you go, can you please tell the listeners where they can find you on social media and where they can get your new t-shirt? Yeah, Big Cartel is where you can get the t-shirt. It's uh, ladyfrost.bigcartel.com. And I am at Real Lady Frost across the board. Lady Frost, thank you so much for chatting with me here today. Tis the season of thanks. And as always, I'm very thankful to be speaking with you once again. Thank you so much for having me.